Wondered whatever became of me I'm living on the air in Cincinnati Cincinnati WKRP all right, welcome back. John Morris Show, ESPN Central Texas. There's a throwback. I used to, Aaron, I loved that show. Did you watch it? I swear, I thought turkeys could fly. Turkey, <laughs> turkeys could fly at Thanksgiving. That's right. Les Nessman. That's great. So we use that because uh, Cincinnati's in the uh, theme song there, WKRP in Cincinnati. Let's talk to a guy who is regularly on WLW in Cincinnati. Jim Kelly joins us now, the longtime color analyst for the uh, Cincinnati Bearcats. And Jim, welcome to you. We appreciate your time today. Hey, thanks for having me. And I, that was quite a throwback there. That <laughs> song, and I, I love the reference to I, I swear turkeys could fly. <laughs> that was That's a, right. A great episode. You remember? It isn't funny how many people remember that episode from? It's been a long yeah. time ago. That's great. It was a long time ago, yeah. So happy to be with you guys. Thanks. Thanks, Jim. Look forward to uh, being there in the Queen City coming up this weekend. Uh, 33 years for you. You've seen a lot of Cincinnati Bearcat football. And and as I'm studying for the game this week, I mean, especially the last 10, 15, 20 years, I mean, there's been a lot of winning football at Cincinnati. Yeah, you're absolutely right. The last, uh, well, you know, since – uh, kind of the turn of uh, of the century, things got a lot better. There was some bleak times back in the 80s and 90s, and I played on some pretty good teams in the 70s. We weren't, you know, we weren't undefeated or anything like that, but some winning football teams. But then it, uh, you know, it really, I don't know, struggled for a while. I guess the best way of putting it. But yeah, since uh, since the early 2000s. It's been primarily a, a, a whole lot of fun, and uh, you know the years have been good, and uh, not so much this year. Struggling a little bit right now, but all in all, uh, you know the last twenty some years have been pretty nice. Well, what have you seen this year? Is it sort of a natural kind of a growing process? You know, acclimating to the Big Twelve, Big Twelve style of play. What have you seen through the first half of the season? Yeah, I think this was a perfect storm this year for the Bearcats. Um, Number one, uh, you know, the, uh, obviously an upgrade to the Big 12 over the American Conference, which the, uh, the Bearcats were in for the last, uh, I don't know, seven, eight, nine years. That's number one. A coaching change certainly didn't help uh, with Luke Fickle heading off to Wisconsin. Um, the growth in the transfer portal didn't help either. A good number of folks went with Fickle and a good number of folks went elsewhere. Um, you know, Scott Satterfield comes in from Louisville, brought a few with him, but had to hit the transfer portal pretty hard uh, in reference to really kind of fill some of those position rooms that had been, uh, quite honestly, in a couple of cases, devastated by the transfer portal. So, you know, that that's part of it. I think, you know, certainly uh, the Big 12, maybe even a little bit more the level of competition is certainly uh, certainly been upgraded, but um, you know the Bearcats have moved the ball at times, played well at times, but they in the red zone, and uh, that's kind of killed them. And you know, right now, as the very similar to the ba- uh, Baylor Bears sitting there at two and four right now, so that's uh, the, the difference there is Baylor at least has one league win right now, where the Bearcats do not. Another thing I noticed, Jim, is uh, all the big-name coaches that have come through Cincinnati, uh, going back, and, and you've been there a long time, you've probably worked with all these guys, but Mark D'Antonio and 
and Brian Kelly and more recently, you know, Luke Fickle. You've had some uh, coaches come through there and, uh, and and gone on to other schools, maybe bigger schools, but uh, they got their start and kind of made their name at Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. The guys that you just mentioned, um, you know, the, some names that, uh, you know, that you know, when you when you go back to Mark D'Antonio took out, took uh, over after Rick Minner. Mm. Uh, Rick Minner, who probably is a name that a whole lot of people don't know, but as assistants on his staff, he had guys like Jimbo Fisher, Mike Tomlin, who's the head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers, John Harbaugh, who's the head coach of the uh, Baltimore Ravens. I mean, just great coaches have come through there. And then, you know, you get to Mark D'Antonio, then on to Brian Kelly, Butch Jones was there. And Tommy Tuberville was there for uh, yeah. for four years, and then of course Luke Fickle stayed his six years. So yeah, no shortage of good coaches, <laughs> and um, it's been fun to watch. How about not a head coach, but assistant there for some period of time? How about Mike Cassidy? He came through uh, Baylor for a stint, also. Yeah, I did not know Mike well, but um, definitely know him. And um, yeah, and, and I just named a few. As I go back through and I really start thinking about it, some of the guys that, that were assistants at Cincinnati, I mean, absolutely unbelievable. Uh, you know, and, and I, honestly, a lot of that's college football. You mentioned the guys that have been in Baylor. There's been a ton of guys there, too. And that's a that's a, a profession. My dad was a high school football coach, then a college football coach. And fortunately, didn't have to move very often. But it's, it's very uncommon. One of my very good uh, friends and teammates at Cincinnati was a guy by the name of Dana Bible. Dana's last job was the quarterback coach at UCLA before he retired a few years ago under Chip Kelly. Hmm. He ended up uh, moving 13 times in his 27 years of coaching. Oh, man. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so you, you, you pretty much are, uh, you know, you, you, you don't unpack everything. Let's put yeah. it that way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jim Kelly, our guest, color analyst, uh, Cincinnati Bearcat football, Baylor and uh, UC coming up Saturday morning, 11 a.m. our time, noon in the east. And Jim, tell us about uh, Emory Jones. Golly, that guy is so good and so dynamic at quarterback for the Bearcats. Yeah, he's uh, a good one. And it's it's, it's Florida. Um, Florida had a coaching change, came in and wanted to go in a different direction. Emory decided to transfer. He transferred on to Arizona State one year, or I'm sorry, one game into the year last year. Herm Edwards got fired, um, and Emory kind of was, you know, again, same situation, looking for a different type of quarterback. The new staff was, so he sat there, and this is his final year, his sixth year, coming to Cincinnati, and he's quite an athlete. Um, he was a guy that is uh, it committed to Ohio State. Um, his final four choices were Ohio State, Alabama, Auburn, and Florida. Wow. So pretty good high school athlete out of LaGrange, Georgia. Um, you know, had some adversity along the way, but has played pretty well this year. Um, he runs the ball extremely well. When he's given the time, he's very, very accurate. Um, and he throws well on the run. Now, if you can put some pressure on him, he can either run the ball, and if he can't, if he tries to force it, that's where he's gotten into a little bit of trouble. In the last, uh, in the four losses, he's had four touchdown passes and seven interceptions. Giving, uh, giving one of those, it was a hail mary at the end of the half last week against uh, Iowa State that he just winked the ball up, and you know, very often those passes are intercepted. 
So, but he's done a nice job, and he's a guy that can beat you. Um, but, you know, I'm sure Baylor's sitting there right now saying, we're not going to let this quarterback beat us. Let's figure out a way to get at him. Yeah, boy, he's a real key, no question. And you guys have one, one of the great names in the Big 12 Conference. <laughs> you know where I'm going. Your nose tackle, Dante Corleone, <laughs> the godfather. Uh, that's just so yep. cool. Yep. Yeah, so Dante's a local kid. And believe it or not, and I guess by now he's probably seen it, but as, as of last winter, he had never watched the movie The Godfather. Oh, really? Um, <laughs> yeah, well, just one of those things, different generation. Um, even though his name was, you know, obviously synonymous with the movie, um, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's seen it by now. But number one, he's just an outstanding young man as a person. And then became a, a freshman All-American last year, was preseason All-American this year. And he's doing pretty well. He's getting a lot of attention. And, um, you know, a lot of double teams, as you can imagine, tight ends making sure that they can get a hat on him, um, staying in. So he, he's creating some havoc. Uh, at the same time, his numbers where he was last year, maybe at this time, I haven't done a full comparison. Maybe not as, uh, you know, as big a numbers as far as sacks and tackles for losses. But he's still a guy you have to deal with. And what he's done is he's made the defense better. He's got a couple of, uh, of those three-down linemen. Um, he's got a couple of guys there that can really, really help him, and that's Eric Phillips and Juwan Briggs. So the first three guys are very, very good. And since those guys are getting double-teamed and sometimes triple-teamed, it's freed the linebackers up to make some plays. So the defense, for the most part, has is, is done a really, really good job um, as far as the, you know keeping opponents down, as far as scoring, you know, yardage. They've been really, really good against the run. I think Bearcats have given up literally. I think they're averaging somewhere in the neighborhood of about 104 yards given up on the ground per game this year. Mm. So pretty good against against the run. I would say, well, in conference play, uh, under 100, 98.7 yards per game yeah. uh, rush defense. That's unbelievable because Baylor will want to try to run the ball, and that sounds like it's running into the teeth of the strength of that uh, Bearcat defense. And I think everybody, regardless, wants to run the ball. And, um, you know, and I'm looking at Baylor's numbers, and, and, and you guys certainly want to run the ball, and you can run the ball. But at the same time, and also I look at the passing numbers, and particularly in some of the games, and I, I get it when you're behind by a couple of touchdowns. Um, you know, UCF's a perfect example. Um, you know, even though you played strong games against Utah and, and Texas, you're, you're behind, so you got to throw the ball a little bit more than you want. You want to run the ball, you want to run the ball. And I think that's what Baylor will try, Baylor will try to do. However, the good thing is, you you know, for the, from the Bears' perspective, is you guys can't throw the football. And that's a little bit of a weakness for the Bearcats right now. All right, Jim, looking forward to uh, being there this weekend. And I appreciate your time today. We'll see you at Nippert Stadium on Saturday. Okay. Anytime and looking forward to you guys coming to town. Thank you, Jim. Sure appreciate it. All right. Jim, Jim Kelly, longtime color analyst for the Cincinnati Bearcats, his 33rd year. So he has been through uh, all those coaches, all those coaches we mentioned. He has worked with all of them. And uh, it's Baylor and Cincinnati Saturday morning. We're on the air at 9 a.m. It's an 11 a.m. kickoff. That's central time. They're in the eastern time zone. So it'll be a noon kickoff there. Television on Big 12 now on ESPN+. Plus. Met Jim uh, Aaron in the summer. He came down for the Big 12 football media days, and we got our broadcasting group together the uh, uh, first night, I guess the middle night of the Big 12 media days, 
And Jim just he just stepped right in like he'd been, you know, around all of us you know, for a lifetime. So really fun to get to meet him then and look forward to seeing he and Dan Hoard again this weekend. Yeah, that's uh, one of the good things in our business about new additions to the conference yeah. is you get new colleagues. Yeah, that's true. You knew most of them probably not very well. Right, you know, because, that's true. But you'd had contact with them. Now you get to see them every year, multiple times a year. On a semi-regular basis, right? that's right. All right, thanks to Jim for being on with us. Let's take a break.